On today's show, can the Dallas Mavericks address their needs, get back to the playoffs, and build a championship contender in the process? We'll answer that and more of your questions on today's Locked On Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavericks. Oh, oh, You shouldn't be here. Loyalty never fades away. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, whether you think it's interesting or not. Thanks for being part of the show, making Locked On Mavs your first listen every day. Join the Raccoon Squad, be an everyday or subscribe or follow for free. Just search Locked On Mavericks wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube, where the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day and comment anything below. Let us know what's more important this offseason, returning to the playoffs or building a title contender. Ooh. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. The Game Time use download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code Locked On NBA for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. If you want to support the show, text us, get text alerts from us, participate in mailbags like this one, subscribe to our subtext. We'll be texting all throughout the off season, different things. Gave you the alert about the Kyrie Irving uh, IG live the other day. I watched it and then I sent everybody the uh, basically the my review of it or my just report of anything Mavs related. So. We're providing a service. That's <laughs> what we're doing. And you can text us. Uh, and joining me, as always, my co-host, writer, contributor at Mavs.com. The Fade Father, the one more thing king. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? The Fade Father. Did you <laughs> did you miss the, the, the drama today? Wait, what, you, what was you, the drama? Were you not as online as I was today? <laughs> I was not online hardly at all today. Luka Doncic, fill me, fill me in. Luka Doncic earlier today posts uh, a reposts an image. This was about what, like two twenty p.m. Texas time. He, re- okay. he reposts an image from his barber, and he's halfway done with his fade. And it looked like they just took a bowl and put it around his head and just like shaved him down. Besides just the bowl on his head, I tweeted it so you can go look at my. If, if he is, if he's deleted it, but it looks like the most ridiculous bowl haircut, like weird, weird thing because the fade's not done. Like it's halfway through it. So I tweeted it. I said, what is happening here? Because I didn't know, like, why would he, why would he post that? Cause it just looks so bad. Obviously the fade wasn't done. And then he posted the fade when it was done. Like his haircut. Did it look good? Uh, it looked better. It looked better. The, definitely better than the first picture. That's for sure. Uh, but there's all these people saying like, Nobody's had no. None of you guys have gotten a haircut. Know what a fade looks like, and blah blah blah. And like it was, it was hilarious. Luca, did you look at it? No, I haven't seen it yet. We need Luca to go through styles like, like you Dirk. know, like Dirk Dig. I mean, we we have. It just makes you wonder if we're gonna look back. Are we gonna be able to look back fifteen years from now mm. and be like, man, look at all the the oh, cuts Luca had. Luca's long hair era. <laughs> yeah. I would love. Oh my god! <laughs> I just sent it to. I just texted it to us. His his hair looks darker in this picture. I know. Well, it's it's like a there's a filter kind of on it, but yeah. yeah. I mean, that's how. Like, okay, here's the. That's how fades start off. But like, I mean, everybody can't get mad about it. Like, if he just posted that, it makes it look like that's his haircut. Yeah, it does look like it's done when he posts it like that. Yeah. Uh, so funny. Anyway. 
He um, would be playing chess too, by the way. <laughs> oh, it's true. He is on his phone. I didn't. I didn't realize that. Him and Bobby are going at it right now. <laughs> <laughs> Dwight Dwight Powell lover seventy five on the. Uh, all right, we're answering your questions today, and the first one comes from Chrissy. Great question. Hey, you As- need to Photoshop that phone, by the way, and put like our subtext or like <laughs> locked on Mavs in that. <laughs> That's a great idea. Uh, question from Chrissy real big picture question. Should we be focusing on building a championship team over the long run instead of trying to create a flash in the pan team with the results that results in a championship? How would you build a dynasty with the Mavericks? I took this question a little bit more, uh, right in front of us, a little bit more direct in can the Mavericks build it up. Like what, what's more important addressing the needs in front of them to get back to the playoffs. That's the most pressing need right now, but then can they also do that and still build a contender? Are those mutually exclusive or can you do both? You can do both. Yeah. I don't, I don't think you have to pick one. Right. I was like, I was going to let you, I was going to let you finish it. I, I don't uh, think you I, do, thought, but- I thought we lost connection. I was like, what what happened? It's a it's a the connection's a little bad right now, but I think you I think you can do both for sure. But I I do think that if you're building a if you're wanting to build a content a contender or even Chrissy's thing of building like a dynasty, like how how would you do that? I think they may be past this, and this goes this goes to our whole thing about should you trade the pick? Do you have to trade the pick, or do you have to make a, a draft pick? And our friends over at Mavs Moneyball seem to think the opposite of us. We think that they they should trade it or at least look into all the trades possible. And that you know more times than not they should tr- they should trade it. But I, you have to address what's in front of you right now. If you don't do that, if you can't address the issues that are in front of the Mavericks, then you just lose. Like then you just miss the playoffs and it just crumbles underneath you. And Luca asked out or whatever. I mean that that is the most pressing thing among all the most pressing things. And so I think that that is the, that's the thing that it's in front of them first. And I think you kind of do, some people say, well, you don't want to cut corners. You can't just cut corners and like trade draft picks and not have cost controlled young players to build around. They have to cut corners right now. There's just no other option for them. They have the assets they have and you have to take this short term route in order to get back to the playoffs. So I think there is a little bit of, they have to cut some corners and you can't build the exact title team that you want. Cause you can't like reach like, all right, let's take Anthony black and develop him into the next, you know, Brunson type player. I, I don't know if they can afford to do that this summer. And so that's what I think this question is to me is do they have to cut some corners? And I think they, they do have to, because you have to get back. You have needs to address right now to get you to one goal before you can get to your next goal of like winning a championship. You're on the Luca timeline, so that that's the that's the only timeline you're on right now, and that's why it's like it's hard. It, it's easy. I think it's easy to look at it from a from a fan perspective and say, "Man, man, like draft picks are fun. Like to have a young young guy in here is fun. Like we've seen that with how fun it is to have Hardy or to have a Josh Green and to see him develop and all of that. You know what's not fun for Luca." Because Luca wants to win. Luca wants to win a title. So that that's where it's like, yeah, like you want you have to go into next season putting a team around Luka Doncic that is capable on paper of winning an NBA title. You have to. And next so, next season, I think you like 
do you think you can go into next season and next training camp telling Luca like, Hey man, like, you know, we try, we, we understand we're probably not there for a title yet, but you know, just give us another year or so. No, you got to put together a roster that could be capable of it, of making a run. Like you have to, I think Kyrie does change that because I think that as bad as they played at the end of the year, I think they're, they're, Hopefully, hopefully, oh God, hopefully their best basketball is in front of them. And we have seen them play together at a high level. And if they fix a couple of pieces here and there, I think they, they can really get there. And Kyrie, the, the trade for Kyrie was always supposed to change their ceiling. Yes. Right? Apparently it changed their floor, <laughs> changed their floor too, <laughs> but it definitely should change their ceiling. And so now this, this offseason is helping to address where their floor is in the regular season. But yeah, I, I don't know if I'm with you that they have to have a title contender on paper going into the going into next season because I don't know if anyone's going to pick them even if they do like even if they do put a team together that we look at and say it's competent it's good I don't think that people will pick them because of how bad it ended last season well I think there's a difference between putting a team together on paper that is a realistic Luca can look at it Nico and them can look at it and say hey we think we got enough like you and Kyrie look at the pieces we we put around you it's not a Man, we we got a, a bunch of young guys on the team. Let's look develop them a year or so. Like you, you can't go into next year telling Luca that. So, and it doesn't matter if they have a a big three next year. I don't think people are going to pick them to win. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. Unless the big, unless one of the big three is like Anthony Davis or Embiid or you know something something insane like that that wouldn't happen. Um, but. Coming up, let's get into some more questions from you guys. Uh, you guys sent us a bunch of different trades, and so we're gonna we're gonna take some of these trades and see which ones we like the best. Including someone asked if there's one player the Mavericks could fall in love with and trade up in the draft for, who would it be? We'll answer that and more coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Game Time. Game Time is the app where you can go and get tickets. You can download. Uh, the app, use the code LOCKEDONNBA to get $20 off your first purchase. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the concert. Or you can look months in advance if you want. There's a concert uh, post Malone at the Do- Dos Equis Pavilion in August. You can go to that one if you're interested in that. Uh, Drake and 21 Savage at the AAC in September. That one's already on sale on game time, so you can check that one out. See uh, where your seats are. Blink-182 in July, if if, if, that, if that's what you're into. A uh, whole bunch of concerts and things. They still have Stars games um, not since well, the Stars won tonight. Oh, uh, okay. They, they did. They won tonight. They get one, one more game. Um, there's, a bunch of other, there's a bunch of other concerts and things all over the place. So check out Game Time. Use the Game Time app. Uh, create an account. Use the code LOCKDOWNNBA to get $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account. Redeem the code LOCKDOWNNBA. Download game time. Last-minute tickets. Lowest prices. Guaranteed. Thanks, everybody, for being part of the show and making Lockdown Mavs your first listen every day. We appreciate each and every one of you being an everydayer, being part of the Raccoon Squad. All right, Isaac, we're answering more of everyone's questions, including this question that I really loved. Is there any possibility that the Mavs are in love with one player and try to trade up somehow? Who would it be? Let's focus on who the player would be. Because if you can envision Nico Harrison going, all right, we really like this guy. We think that this is just the perfect player for us, and we want to trade up somehow. Who would it be? I think there's a real possibility. Uh, now, tell me if I'm saying it wrong. Asir? Uh, I think it's Asar. Asar? I think there's a possibility Asar Thompson falls a little bit. And I say fall. I don't think he's falling like, you know, to 10 or 11. Could be wrong. But 
I could, it's, it's somebody like that. I think it's a, for me, I think it's a lot of these, those prospects after like in that range are um, more like to the nine range are pretty similar. The Hendricks, Whitmore, Anthony Black. Like I like a lot of those guys, you know, it's not like there's a, um, it's, it's not like there's a point guard there that, you know, like a small point guard and we're like, mm, okay, that wouldn't like fit at all. Or like a, just like a big bodied big that just wouldn't fit the, I don't know, like the system or something like I, they're all wings. Like, you know, they're, yeah. they're all wings that Dallas needs uh, that are good defenders and, and all of that. So, you know, I guess they could fall in love with like a Cam Whitmore, something like that. Um, but for me, just, just where I'm at right now of like looking at profiles and stuff, I just don't think there's like that big of a drop off from Cam Whitmore to like a Taylor Hendricks. So that's where like one of the Thompson brothers, you know, if a SAR falls, let's just say he falls like six. Okay. And let's say, you know, Houston takes Amen and let's take, you know, let's say, you know, Detroit takes Cam Whitmore. Yeah. And you're looking at like Orlando at six. And it's like, how, how much would it take to move up to six? And if, if, if Nico's sitting there saying, all right, we, Hey, we swung for a Jaden Hardy last year. And Asar Thompson, like in a lot of drafts, he could go a lot higher, super athlete, you know, six, seven, what's it going to take? You know, I, I don't know. I don't think you're giving up like a future first for it. If it's like, Hey, 10 for Tim Hardaway, you know, with Tim Hardaway and you know, something else to move up, you know, let's just say Josh green, would you do, you know, Josh green 10 and Tim Hardaway to move up to pick six? Me personally, no, but but I, I, I know, but but I'm just saying, I've like, scouted him enough to know that. Oh yeah, this is a guaranteed. Like, there there are scouts though. I've read I've read in the last couple of days that Asar Thompson they think is the better prospect than Ahmed, and that they think that he, like he's the one that's won the MVPs in overtime, and like he can be the better player. So if that's the case, and Nico buys into that, then then maybe. But I, like, I if don't, Nico I don't looked at so. it and said, "Let's start the Josh Green spot over again." And let, like, let's start the, you know, if they think a star Thompson is going to be a better you know player than Josh Green and all of that. And they just looked so. at, <laughs> yeah, well, like if you looked at that spot in the rotation, I know Tim's in the rotation too, but like if they looked at the Josh Green spot and said, all right, we could, st- you know, we could start over that contract, you know, those years and get the better long-term prospect in a star. That's the only one that I, I would kind of answer this with. I'm still, I wouldn't be in love with that, but. Anyway. Yeah, cuz I think you're getting a good player at 10. Like uh, to me, I don't think there is one player that they would trade up for. Um because if like you're the odds of you getting a Jarris Walker, an Anthony Black, a Taylor Hendricks, even even Grady Dick. Like you, any of those players are are good at 10, right? Like they fit what well, you if it needs and what you want, like you're getting a good player there. And I don't like like you said, I don't know that those guys are leaps and bounds better for the Mavericks to trade up and to give up stuff for to go get them. Um, but unless a how, Brandon, unless the Brandon Miller stuff where he's not interviewing well and all that, like unless that gets crazy, uh, you know what I mean? Like that, that's yeah, the, that's yeah, the one yeah. if something got crazy like that, but, but that, I haven't that, done a lot of work on the Thompson twins. So maybe I'm not the one to speak on it. And, and we're talking about moving up. Like, I mean, it could literally be moving up one spot because true, true. when you start looking at that group of guys, like, man, I would love if they could come out of the draft. If they took, if they took a player, yeah, I would I, in that range. I would love if they could, you know, get one of Whitmore, Walker, Hendricks, Anthony Black, you know. So like after, but after that, that's pick six, seven, eight, and nine. So after that, you're looking at Grady Dick. You're looking at Casey Wallace. So for me, it's like, yeah, could you? What could you? 
put together and you're, you're saying like if you fall in love with a player, but let's just say you really want one of those four players and yeah. the Thompson twins are gone at pick four and pick five and you want one of the, those four players there, but you're like the odd man out at 10. So maybe it is moving up one spot with Washington. Maybe it is moving up two spots or something to guarantee you getting one of those four guys. Another question. Uh, let's go. Let's go to some more trade questions that we got from people. Follow me on this one, okay? Uh oh. The Mavericks are getting Miles Turner and Buddy Heald, the 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 uh, okay. the package that the Lakers were going to get all last year, <laughs> and yeah. they never got traded. So Miles Turner, Buddy Heald to the Mavericks. Mavericks okay. are sending out Tim Hardaway, Davis Bertans, Javale McGee, Maxi, and the tenth pick. Okay. To to two different destinations. Phoenix and Indiana are both in this. So. The Pacers get DeAndre Ayton, Maxi, and the Mavs' 10th pick. Phoenix gets Tim Hardaway, Davis Bertans, JaVale McGee, the Pacers' 26th, and the Pacers' 29th pick. So the Mavericks are sending out Tim. The Suns would not do this. Davis, the Suns wouldn't do it? No. For Ayton? What's the, what's, the, what's the best thing they're getting back for Ayton? Tim? Tim and two, two late firsts. I mean, okay. Cool. I mean, we we gave up our first for Christian Wood for crying out loud. But it's two. <laughs> That's true. And Tim, who's a playable player for that, will hit a, hit a corner three for him. They need somebody to be able no, to do he, that. He would be fine. Like Tim would be great on that Sunday. It's just I think if they're trading Aiden, they get they at least got to get one solid they, asset. So, yeah, back. they get they get Maxi instead maybe. So if you doubt if you Dallas, you're giving up all the stuff off the bench with the tenth pick for to Miles get. Miles Turner and Buddy Heald. Yeah, you do that if you're Dallas, for sure. Yeah, because you get rid of your, your bad contract, too. You get rid of Bertans, you get rid of Tim. Because yeah, you're swapping out Tim pick. for Buddy. Okay, sure. And Wash. then then you're swap. So then it's basically the 10th pick in Maxi for... Yep, and your bad contracts for yeah, Miles for, Turner. For Miles Turner. Sucks, that, right? It really sucks losing Maxi. But, yeah, I would do it. Cole asked another question. It's draft night. Someone the Magic love fall I past love draft night. Fall past Utah. The Magic. Yep. So the Magic are at at eleven, and the Magic okay. lo- they took at six, and somebody they love falls like past Utah. They're like, oh, we really want this. Actually happened in our mock draft. The the, the, the the Jazz actually traded back, and then got the player they wanted at at nine. But the Magic love somebody, and they're available at ten. And they don't want the Mavs to take this player. Utah okay. calls and, and they or uh, Orlando calls. Sorry, Orlando calls. And yeah, they what's say, Utah have to do with this? Utah's at nine, and so if Utah doesn't take the player that Orlando, okay, wants. I see what you mean. Sorry, um, Orlando calls the Mavericks and asks if they're interested in the eleventh pick and Jalen Suggs for the tenth pick and Tim Hardaway. Would the Mavericks say yes? Yeah, you call that in right now. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> You're in on Jalen Suggs like that. I mean, to swap him out with Tim, yeah, yeah, I would, t- yeah, I would do that right now. You're not worried about that he can't really shoot at all. No, I'm taking him. Yeah, no, I would do that right now. You got your third ball handler. Let's do this, and you move him back one spot. You're probably getting a Grady Dick or something like that. Um, the the only hesitation in that spot, I think, is if one of those guys. You know, I think there is a chance that somebody takes a case in Wallace or a Grady Dick in that top nine, and then one of those guys. They did in our mock draft. Happened in our mock (laughs) draft. Um, And then one of those guys are there, you know, is there at 10. 
you know, a Hendrix and Anthony Black, something like that. Yeah. That that's where it gets a little tricky for me to where if you tell if you tell me, would you rather have Anthony Black and Tim Hardaway or Jalen Suggs and Grady Dick? Um that that's a little that's a little harder for me. I think I would take Black and Hardaway. Coming up. A bunch of rapid fire questions from you, including Andrew asked the question, can you give an, an elevator pitch from Nico Harrison to other GMs on the Mavs players that they want to trade this off season? So I'll give, I'll give them to you rapid fire. Yeah. And each of us will do a, uh, uh, an elevator pitch on them. We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about bird dogs. We love bird yeah. dogs clothing, incredible fit, very comfortable, versatile. You can go get bird dog shorts, uh, bird dogs pants all kinds of other stuff in their collection uh, they have khaki shorts they have stuff that you can wear in the office if your your office is a little bit casual uh, they have bathing sh- like like bathing suits that you can wear they have joggers and stretch i'm looking at some of these joggers and like sweatpants Dude, too i gotta get some joggers from them yeah, because the, if their shorts are that good, then you imagine yeah. what their joggers feel like. Uh, so you can go check them out at Bird Dogs. We got we all got pairs on the on the Lockdown Network, and we love them. And right now, you can get a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti style tumbler with every order if you use the code Lockdown NBA. So again, go to birddogs.com slash Lockdown NBA to go get your great shorts, the the uh, joggers, whatever, and use the promo code Lockdown NBA. All right, Isaac Harris, we're answering your questions. Again, we're answering from subtext. If you want to support the show, text us, get text alerts from us, ask us questions. I answer all of these um, these questions, by the way. So if we don't get to your question, I answer them on subtext and text you. It's just a text straight to your phone, so it's super easy. Uh, click the link in the description of this podcast wherever you're listening. All right, got some rapid-fire questions for you. Andrew asked this question. Given the Mavs should be active in the trade market this offseason, that is true. What would be Nico's elevator pitch to other GMs for Mavs players on the trade block? So I'm going to pretend that I'm another GM. Give me the give me the elevator pitch. Which you know, player you want to talk about first? You know, <laughs> we're kind of interested in Tim Hardaway Jr. Like, t- tell me about him. You know, I haven't watched a lot of his his film recently. Tell me about Tim Hardaway. Oh man, it, it's you know, it, Tim's one of our best veterans on our team. Uh, he's been with you know been been with us for a while. I don't know if we're really that interested in giving up one of our vets, but I can talk to, you know I can talk to Mark and them, and um, it just kind of depends. But I mean, he's one of the best shooters in the entire NBA. Did you watch the rookie sophomore game back? I do remember that him and him yeah. and uh, who was it Waiters? He's not even in the NBA anymore. Did you say were you talking to the waiter at your restaurant? No, no, Dion, 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 Dion. Yeah, yeah, it was him and Waiters, and he's an awesome vet. He loves Miami. Is this Miami calling or <laughs> we're close? We're in Orlando actually. So uh, okay. it's, it's very close. Then he would, he Some would, would love say it we're there. the Miami of the central Florida. He already has a home in Florida. And if you could get his dad in the building, <laughs> I heard he's available. I heard he's not he working become, for anybody right now. <laughs> he becomes Reggie Miller. So if you want Reggie Miller in his prime, wow. Then trade for Tim Hardaway and you got him. But yeah, I mean, It'd be hard. It'd be hard to, to give give him up, but I think we could probably talk about some things. Uh, all right, ask me about Davis Bertans. Yeah, uh, Nico, you there? Yeah, yeah. This this is Nico Harrison. I did used to work for Nike. That you, you did hear right. Yeah. Okay, I didn't see you in air, I, but I, just I don't have to... the hookup anymore. So if this is what this phone call is for, then something else. Can you tell me if Ben Affleck 
looks like Phil Knight. So I, I got a question. We're calling, we're trying to find a, a shooter. Is, is Davis Bertans available? Listen, Davis Bertans is the guy that you want. I mean, like the, the wizards gave him that contract for a reason. And I just don't think it's worked out well for us here. Like, I don't know if it's, it's been the best fit. He's looking for a change of scenery and you can, you just know that like we've seen flashes of it here, but man, like, he is just a, a bucket waiting to happen. He is a lights out three point mm. shooter. If you need to space the floor, like look at these, like here, I'll send you a mix. Let me send you a mixtape of just his deep threes that he can take. And and listen, we know that at this point, his contract is looked at as, you know, a, a big one out there, but he's, he's making 17 million this year, but next year it's only $5 million guaranteed. So you're not on the books for so much. So you can go to your it's owner and be like expiring. I think, He's essentially, you can go to your owner and be like, hey, we went and got this guy. Yeah, he's he making a lot, but it's only $5 million guaranteed next year. So you can lower the lower your books next year, and that's going to make you look really smart. So that's a player that I would look at if I was you. Dang. Okay, let me take that back to my owner. All right, let me, I'll call you up, ready? Yeah. Uh, okay, so what, what's the deal with JaVale McGee? Oh, JaVale's doing great. Did you see him close, close the season? He actually, you know, it, it was all about health for JaVale and him moving to Dallas and just tra- the transition. Just from, lie. Well, no, I'm just uh, – the, the transition from Phoenix to da- – speaking of Phoenix, did you see him strip Luka back when he played for the Sun? <laughs> he did see that. Yeah, the, the transition from Phoenix to Dallas was really tough for him. Um, and, you know, he just wasn't healthy for a lot of the year. And now he's feeling a lot better. He went to Germany – he feels like three years younger uh, this off season and we're excited. We're excited for the veteran presence he's going to have on this team. Um, he's going to compete for the starting big man role. Uh, you know, this, this for fall. You guys. Yeah. For us, Luca loves him and we're just gonna, <laughs> uh, just, just lying. Just Nico's just lying. <laughs> this is part of it. <laughs> this is part of it. And uh, yeah, I mean, unless somebody blows us away with an offer, uh, so if you have one, I mean, we can talk, but, uh, we think he's going to play a big he's role integral. for us. He's integral to you. Like he was supposed to be a starter for you last year though. What happened at the beginning? Yeah. I mean, he was kind of distracted. They were wanting him to come back for the dunk contest again, to kind of <laughs> defend right, the title and dunk contest. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, all right. Ask me about Josh green. All right. Uh, yeah. Is Nico there? Yeah. Is he? Hey, so uh, I was calling. I know, I know this is Bob Vargas's pick, and I know he he was high on Josh Green. Felt like he had a pretty kind of up and down season, but is he available? Like, can we have a conversation about it? What? Yeah, you know, I wouldn't say this. I wouldn't say this like publicly or to, or to people, but it's it, you know, it's just you and me on this call. So yeah, um, yeah. So, Here, so hold on, let me get you off speaker. So hey, All Mark, right. can you can you hang up the the phone on the other line? Um, like, I I think we would think about trading Josh. It, it's got to be it's got to be the right kind of deal. But like, he had some run last year where you could see, okay, look at his three point percentage. He's a much better three point shooter than a lot of people thought he was last year. I think he's a great three point shooter. He's leading the league in three point percentage for a while last season. His passing is something that you don't see unless you watch him every day. Like we do. He's got, he's next level as a passer. He is, he's getting better all the time. And like, 
I don't know. We're thinking about him. He, he's integral to our rotation. So, like, we'll listen to offers right now because I'm on the phone with you and because we're talking, because we're friends. But like, I, I, don't want it, I don't want it leaking out that we're thinking about Josh Green trades because he's, he's really important to us. What, what's the percentage of Andre Iguodala do you think he is? Oh, right now? Like, he's, he's 200% of what the player Iguodala is right now. Hey, that's what we want to hear. <laughs> the player Andre Iguodala is right now. Yeah. Uh, do you want to do Maxi and Balak, or should we move on from this? <laughs> I think our listeners are probably tired. I was going to say, I can't tell if this is good or not, to be honest. Let know. us know if this was good or not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, a couple rapid-fire questions. Um, hey, I'm calling about Luca. This is Danny. <laughs> <laughs> um, Johnny asked the question, how much is the new CBA going to play a factor in Cuban's decision to draft a cost-controlled player for the next four years or trade for an established player and play them and pay them much more thinking back to Cuban's decision to break up the championship team in 2011 because of the new CBA back then zero. I don't think so because the new CBA there's, there's going to be a lot of talk about the new CBA. We've talked about it. You have to be $17 million over the cap to be in that second apron. And you have to do it two years in a row to get there. So the Mavs, I don't think the Mavs are going to get close to that. You have to be a Clippers, a Warriors, a team that's like, paying a bunch of salaries like that. I don't think the Mavericks will get there because of of the players that they have. Um, Listen, your goal right now is to win a title. Your second goal is to keep Luka Doncic. And you know how not to keep Luka Doncic is telling him, hey, we really need to take Grady Dick because we got to save some money. Especially after you did it with Brunson. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you know. Because they did. So – uh, it shouldn't affect their decision, Johnny. Like, I don't think that it should because I don't think they'll they'll get to that level. But it uh, money apparently has already because they should have just we, – we said it at the time. They should have just signed Brunson to 30 million, whatever it took to keep Brunson there. But apparently yeah. they didn't know what the number was, so they weren't able to offer it to him. They never got a chance to offer it. Our guy Bates asked the question <laughs> – which free agent assistant coach would you pick of all the free agent? Like, let's let's say you get to pick of any free agent coach out there. Which one would you pick? Um, Brent Brown. He is out there. No, I'd take Frank Vogel all day, every day. That was the first name I threw out. It's still the name I would take right now. Yeah, if you're gonna play this defense, still, it's Frank Vogel's defense. Like <laughs> they were yeah. very clear about that in, in season one of the the Jason Kidd experience. So. I think it's him. If if he goes and gets a, a full-time job, which he probably will, personally, I would want Monty Williams. I think that that's a guy fun, that yeah. he would be he would be great just to have on the, the roster, a, a personable guy that's been there before. I don't know if he has a, as much experience as they want in that role, but he has been to the finals, so th- there's that. I think uh, my prediction is Coach Bud doesn't, doesn't take a job. He waits for the Spurs job. I think Nick Nurse yeah. gets the Philly job, and I think Doc Rivers gets the Phoenix job. <laughs> I just felt really bad for Brendan Clean, and then I remembered I'm not feeling bad for any Suns fans. Sorry. I don't forget what the other jobs are that's open. <laughs> <laughs> There's a bunch. Uh, there you go. Ask us some questions on subtext. I'll respond to the ones I didn't get to uh, and text you guys. Thanks so much for hanging out with us on Locked on Mavs this week. We'll be back on Monday talking about more Mavs offseason stuff. We'll do draft profiles again next week and everything like that. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked on Mavs. Peace out. Boom.